Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Everybody, welcome to Between the Covers. My name is Bradley Shaw, and today I'm talking with author Stephen Heil on his book, Young Griffo, The Life and Times of Australia's First and Perhaps Greatest Ever World Boxing Champion. Hello, Steve. How are you? Yeah, I'm well, thanks, Bradley. And you? Good, good. Thank you. Please, um, for everybody listening, tell us more about uh, Young Griffo, um, as you say, the perhaps greatest ever world boxing champion. Yeah, perhaps greatest ever, I believe, um, but it's, it was so long ago that people seem to have forgotten about it. It's, it's gone into the long history um, <laughs> realms. Um, late 18th century, and he went into the start of the 19th century. Young paper boy, grew up in the rocks in the rough times then. It was, um, he, had a paper, he was a paper boy, and they had to fight for their, their territory, which is where he started his bare-knuckle fighting. And wow. I mean, they really had some fights. He, um, one of his first ones to win the Paperboy Championship, uh, he knocked a guy out in the 49th round. These, wow. these are young boys, you know, yeah. <laughs> fighting at the Argyle Cut there. Um, yeah. And so he was he was spotted by a couple of trainers. Um, Larry Foley was the second one who was a bare-knuckle champion himself mm. and um, took him all the way to become the world champion. Fantastic. So, so this is like to research this, as you say, not a lot of people knew about it. Was it difficult to really gain the information you wanted to seek about this character, about young Griffo? The research for this was um, pretty incredible, to be honest. Um, mm. Very extensive. I, uh, you can't just go to a normal library and look this sort of stuff up. No. no. Um, the, I went to the state library um, in the city. Uh, and they've got a little archive section, and they had some information down there. So I had to, mm. I was allowed to photocopy a lot of it, but you're not allowed to take these books out, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so I photocopied a lot of that. Um, I bought six books from Australian Boxing Memorabilia in Victoria. He had a lot of old stuff, and then I actually lost a couple of the books, tried to find mm-hmm. another one of them, but couldn't find it anywhere. And then I found a place at Double Bay who – posted me out one of the books there was only 50 ever made um and then it was it was posted out by a guy named ray swanwick who was a guy that i was trying to find for so many so many years <laughs> information and it was yeah it was it was a funny chance that I, I, that's how i located him and got so much information from him he started mailing stuff stuff out different packages mm. and, and it was just it was so good and i had to rewrite a lot of the book obviously, um, mm-hmm. and the records were very hard to find as well. Um, it's Box Rec is the main one, Ampol Sporting Records, and mm. also uh, Cyber Boxing, and I had to cross-reference, and then I had to try and find articles that would match things, newspaper articles. <laughs> or, or, um. you know, I bought newspaper articles and stuff like that from America, and, and yeah, the research was pretty intense. 
Wow. And and what it, like given all that research, given all the effort, and naturally now leading to the, the road of publication, can I ask what was that incubus? When you sat there and you just went, I've got to write this book. I've got to do this research. What made you think this was the story to do? Yeah, good question. So about 25 years ago, I used to do a fair bit of uh, nightclub security work. Mm-hmm. And one of the patrons who knew I was into boxing and kickboxing back then mm-hmm. um, came up to me and he used to tell me about this young Griffo. And I didn't take much notice. He used to bring up newspaper articles in. He was obsessed. <laughs> he swore that this guy was the best. <clears throat> anyway, as time went on, <laughs> as time went on, I um, looked a bit more and a bit more into him and then mm-hmm. realised that there hadn't been a, a proper book written on him in Australia. Um, the wow. only book was written many years ago in America, and obviously that just had his American stories. So no one yeah. had actually, it was like everyone knew a little bit about this guy, but no one mm. knew a whole lot and no one had put it all together, which That's I believe I've done. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, too, you've not just written about a great Australian character, young Griffo, who, who obviously was was quite a hard-headed, strong-fisted young man, but you've also written about a period of time in our culture, in our history, that that established really the incubus of, of a boxing technique or a boxing industry from a sense and, and then evolved that into, of course, going into America and going into a global sense. So you really tapped into an Australian culture that we really didn't have much knowledge of either. That's exactly right. And, and yeah. you've got to remember there was no sports around like rugby league yeah. or yeah. any of those sorts of sports then or, or AFL, nothing. So boxers back then, were they were heroes. They were yeah. um, celebrities. Um, he actually starred in, in one of the first ever movies. I won't go into it too much because of the book. but um, <laughs> That's great. Yeah, the, the things he's, he's, he was in are amazing, yeah. you know, people, so- yeah. Were there any were there any um, highlights for you writing this book? I mean, obviously, like you say, you, you twenty five years ago you heard of the character, and of course you didn't take much interest. But then all of a sudden you've you've developed an interest. You've you've got the bug, and now you've started writing. What what did you uncover? What was your epiphanies? What was your enjoyment in your moments of writing this book? Um, just uh, the amazing things that I found. The the people that I knew in the sport who had big reputations, gave him a rap time and a time again. Uh, the, the shame of it all is there's no video footage of young Griffo fighting, yeah. um, but those that speak about him, I mean, he had a reputation. They used to call him the ghost. They said he was there one second, gone the next. He <laughs> he had incredible athletic ability. They all say this. He yeah. could uh, dodge punches as quick as anything. He'd go to the, go to the pubs in America after fights, before fights, Stand on mm-hmm. a hanky and dodge punches for bets. <laughs> and I guess he's got to eat. Yeah. yeah, that's right. But he just mm. he'd just do it for drinks. I mean, he was getting paid in the fights, but he mm. just he was just a character. He just he loved life, um, mm. and everything was just a joke to him, basically. Yeah. yeah. So was there much? Was there much? Is there a lineage to this guy, or was it just mostly documented stuff? And he didn't have that family. There wasn't a family through to today. Is there a is there a line of, of, of communication you found to the to the history of him, or was it just him in a period there at times? Um, there, there is some family um, at the moment, mainly yeah. through his half brother. Mm-hmm. Um, I found one lady, young Belinda, who's his great niece, mm-hmm. um, and she had a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only other stuff is, is documented 
from his father in, in certain magazines and, and things like that. He was fostered wow. out mm. um, from his family at, at three years of age when his mother passed away. So wow. yeah, the history, um, his, his date of birth, et cetera, I've left that up to the reader to decide. I had my my thoughts going into it, but now I'm not even so sure. Yeah. Um, and, and Australia was a well-documented country, really, when it came to things like that, but his Absolutely. was just a bit of a mystery, yeah. Yeah, and, and you're a um, sports writer and journalist yourself anyway, aren't you? So this sort of subject yeah. was something that you were passionate about um, and understood writing about too. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Mm. Did I, were there any... Were, were there any yeah. um, any challenges for you though still writing it like having the skills as a as a writer from from journalism but was there challenges for you in writing this i mean obviously i would imagine the biggest challenge was getting hold of the information you needed um yeah. what, what else was there what else was there? That, that was one challenge the other challenge was i wanted to do this differently um when i read the the book that's been done in america it's very informative but it just it didn't seem to flow whereas this one i wanted it to flow as a mm. story Yep. as a journey about this guy going to America as a great Australian boxer and taking them on. Yeah. Um, and I needed things to match up, dates, and, and yeah, that was that was a real challenge to try and get them in sync, let's say, and, and yeah. get that journey sort of flow um, so, yeah, from, from a young boy to – and then the slow decline, sorry, yeah. um, from his drinking and his, his heavy drinking, mm. which he could do as a young lad. But as he got older, you know, he started to slow up and and you could see the, yeah. the demise and, and him falling into the abyss slowly from wow. the drinking. So, so the funny thing is too, like you're writing a book that you don't have a lot of information on to start with. And then so realistically, I guess you're creating a book as you go, as, as you find pieces of information, you have to put the jigsaw together through, through the pages to sort of work out which parts of his life, which stages. So it must have been very... Um, very intriguing for you too, as a as a as a bit of a I guess a sleuth, I suppose, un- unfolding the mystery of what happened to him and what he was and who he was. Yeah, for, for sure, and mm. and that was the one thing that it just kept exciting me. To be honest, mm. the, the stories mm. that I'd find out as I went, it's just I started writing a book about uh, 10, 15 years ago, and I, I sort of never finished it. <laughs> um, but not at not one stage has this book bored me or, mm. you know, made me not want to do it. I, I was excited all the way, um, even parts where I was reading it myself and, and you know, I just wanted to keep reading instead, oh, of, good. instead of writing. It was, uh, yeah, it's a pretty exciting story. Did and, you um, set out with the goal in mind of writing it for publication or was it just something that you, as you compiled it, you thought it, it does need that that next step? No, I, I definitely, yeah, I definitely did put it out for publication. Yeah. Um, and my main goal is to make people aware of young Griffo. I don't think yeah. enough Australians know about him. And and no. I, that, that's why I've done the journey, journey story as well, not just for boxing readers, not mm. just for sports readers, but people who like history of Australia yeah. or just, just a great story, great Australian yeah. story, basically. And and it is. It's such a great story. You've written it so well. It's a... It's a he's a character, as you say. He's a he's a he's a, he's a cultural, I think, an unknown cultural icon in one way of a period yeah. that we just don't even know much about. There wasn't a lot of stuff documented, as you found, um, for that period, especially in sports. So that's amazing, yeah. and you've done an exceptional job. Uh, the feedback's been really positive from from not just us in house, but externally, our reviewers are getting the feedback to the book. Yeah. So we're optimistic that um, it's going to do really well for you, mate. Well done. Thanks, Bradley. Yeah. 
So for everybody listening, just to let you know, the book is available uh, wherever books are sold. Um, it's Young Griffo. And, uh, yeah, it's it's culturally and, and biographically-wise, it's just a brilliant book. I think Steve's done a marvellous job. So please get your hands on it. It's available where you can buy them. And, um, yeah, thank you, Steve, for sharing and talking to us today about it. We're looking forward to much more, many more conversations, I'm sure, of people talking about this book. So thank you. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Appreciate no worries. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Support uh, independent authors and purchase a book. And, yeah, take care. Talk to you next time on Between the Covers. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.